This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Forty years ago, in 1983, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday became a federal holiday. It took until the year 2000, however, for all 50 states to adopt it as a state government holiday. Had he not been taken down by an assassin's bullet, Dr. King would have turned 94 today. Tomorrow, Monday, marks the 40th anniversary of the MLK holiday. It's going to be a special day at the Atlanta History Center, and our guest on Perspectives is Shatavia Elder. Shatavia is the Vice President of Education at the Atlanta History Center. Shatavia, so good to see you again. Thank you for joining us. It's great to see you as well. Thank you. Tell us, what does the Atlanta History Center have planned for MLK Day 2023? Well, the Atlanta History Center is commemorating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. this year with a series of programs and activities that will be geared for the entire family and guests of all ages. Uh, This year, we will provide a panel discussion for Freedom Riders that will be moderated by Dr. Lanise Littleton. In addition to that, we are bringing on campus a 1957 Greyhound bus which we will offer our Freedom Rider simulation uh, for guests as well. One of the activities that's new is a space that we have dedicated just for kids, which is our kids beloved, our beloved kids community. And it's over 6,000 square feet of space that's just designed for kids and curated for kids. And so I'm pretty sure that families of all ages, guests will come out and have a great time. Two questions. First, where do you find a bus from 1957? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Uh, we actually found the bus from one of a, a moving com- excuse me, a, a movie company that's here uh, local in Norcross. Talking more about what you've set up for kids, and it's great for it to be a kid-friendly event because they're out of school that day. Talk more about what the children might experience. Well, the children may experience um, in their space, we have a voting simulation. And so we wanted to talk, we wanted to give kids an opportunity to go through what it would have felt like to vote during that particular time. And then there's a reflection space where we are podcasting, kids will podcast, and then they get to reflect on that experience and some of the inequities that they sort of um, navigated through in that voting simulation. Once they sort of round the corner a bit in our space, we have uh, karaoke, uh, freedom song karaoke for kids, along with um, the making of a holiday, which is a new game that we created uh, in-house. In addition to that, they are creating protest buttons and freedom songs and protest signs. So it's going to be an entirely great event uh, for kids and families. How young a child is this a great opportunity to to visit? I would say as young as maybe what first or second grade can come on out and they'll be able to engage in everything that we offer. How much of a challenge is it for the team at the Atlanta History Center to make MLK Day new and refreshing each and every year, as well as to make history interesting and relevant for the youngest among us? I will say it's an all hands on approach. Every single department sort of leans into this event uh, to ensure that we are doing it with uh, with integrity. And so we've been offering this event since 2012. And back then we only had just a few few hundred folks in attendance. This year we are anticipating over 3000 people in attendance. And so as we continue to grow and evolve, we wanted to ensure that what we are offering is meeting the demands of the folks that are coming here. And that is applicable and relevant to everyone that comes through our doors. Looking at the program schedule for January 16th, there are a number of author talks and conversations, things that adults will find especially interesting. Tell us about those. 
some of the adult programs that we offer, again, I mentioned the Freedom Rider panel. We have uh, three previous, uh, three guests that are coming in that are uh, Freedom Riders that will come in. And in addition to that, we have um, something that's new. We have a family trivia game show that we're offering too. We are bringing in the Rise Community Choir to sing a couple of selections as well. Is there a fee to attend and take in these exhibits on the King Holiday? No, there is no fee. We are offering this program for free this year. Um, and you can have access to our entire uh, campus. All of the exhibitions will be open as well. And you can find all of that information on our website at atlantahistorycenter.com. And although registration is not required, it is optional. Speaking of the other exhibits, tell me about those. We have our Black Atlanta, our gather round, which talks about Black Atlanta and specifically uh, just the history of Atlanta. We also are opening up Turning Point, uh, DuBose Gallery, and we are focusing on our USCT soldiers. Um, we'll have some um, artifacts that will be available up close and personal so the guests can interact with those as well. And there was a little bit of breaking news before we started our conversation. I know this week there was the premiere of a very special local documentary that is also something that even after MLK Day, people might want to check out. Tell us about that. Absolutely. They can check on our website for our new premiere of the Story of Stone Mountain Monument. And uh, will there be a fee to uh, watch that on the website? It is free out and about, I'm seeing more people wearing masks. There's still COVID around. Are there any special guidelines that people should be aware of? There are no special guidelines. However, masks are encouraged if you definitely feel that you need it, please do. Was there anything else that you wanted to add, something I might not have thought to ask you about MLK Day 2023 at the Atlanta History Center? Uh, no, I think that's all. I think this is an opportunity for families, um, you know, guests, community members, you know, bring out your church friends and neighbors and just anticipate having a great time of learning and a great time of connectedness with everyone in our community. Shatavia Elder with the Atlanta History Center, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Dr. King shared his dream and changed the world. Today, many people of color, especially Black Americans, are living their dreams. My next guests certainly are. Fame can be fleeting in hip-hop culture, but not for the Wu-Tang Clan. In November 1993, the landscape of music changed forever with the release of Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. To celebrate the milestone, the group is out with the arrival of the Wu-Tang Clan Legacy. Now, this is a group that sold one album, a single album, yes, that's how we used to listen to music, for $2 million, only to see it resold for $4 million. Now, only 36 copies of Legacy are available to Wu-Tang collectors, and there will be something more for a greater number of fans in the near future. But joining me now on Perspectives are John Mook Gibbons, the founder and CEO of Wu-Tang Clan Management, and Ronald Bean, better known as Mathematics, producer, DJ, and the creator of the Wu-Tang Clan logo. Guys, welcome to the show. Tell us about Legacy. Peace, family. This is Mook right here. What we got going on is the Wu-Tang Legacy book. This Legacy book is not just a book. It's, it's art. It's artifacts. It's the story of Wu-Tang from the conception to the present day shown in pictures. And it is amazing. What a wildly creative idea. How did you decide this would be the anniversary plan? Several years ago, like a long time ago, about almost almost 10 years ago, I had a conversation with Risen about uh, putting our foot harder, stamping it in the uh, 
imprinting our logo, our name, our likeness, our history for more than just hip hop history, for life history. So something that is gonna be hundreds, maybe thousands of years from now, when people talk about rap and rap music, they speak about Wu-Tang. And, you know, being that we are innovators, we did quite a few different things in this industry that other people have never thought about doing. This is one more thing that we're doing. You know, it's not the last thing we're doing as innovators, it's just one more thing we're doing to add to our legacy and to those that was a part of, a part of us as we grew in this business. Matt, explain to folks who may not know the history, the creative genius behind the Wu-Tang logo that you developed and created and is such an integral part of this 30th anniversary piece. Oh, wow. That's, um, um, I love, you know, the genius and all that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, the logo was, uh, I mean, I created it as far as like, you know, those conversations we had as far as like between me, Reza, Jezza, and, you know, I did graffiti. Uh, as far as hip hop goes, I did every aspect of hip hop, um, but I did graffiti as well. And uh, Rizzo knew it. So he came to me asking to create a logo. Um, the crazy thing about it is we did have different conversations about how to be representative, you know, as far as like we wanted something that would definitely stand out, something that would be totally different. So when people see it, they would see us. Um, but the crazy thing about it is that the history is that when I actually did the actual logo, it was actually done in one night because Rizzo called me. He was like, yo, I'm getting these joints pressed up tomorrow. I, I kind of need that by tomorrow. And at the time I was working, I was, you know, carpentry. I worked with my father. I was a carpentry. I was in a union. Um, and, you know, I had to, I, you know, this is back in the days of telephones. So Rizzo caught me as soon as I came in and walked through the door, caught me on the phone, like, bring, bring. It was Rizzo. So I was like, All right, I'm going to have that to you tomorrow. Come pick it up at the job. And, you know, it just was like, I guess, you know, certain things is meant to be. Like you said, this is a legacy. And it seemed like everything that we have done have been like things that have been legacy, perfectly fitting for this. As far as like the, the logo being drawn in one night, um, the, the, the original, uh, this is the original uh, template for all these artists today doing what they're doing. As far as there was no way you could have a deal with a group and everybody gets solo deals. So, so that was innovative within itself, as far as um, from the music to even AKAs. I mean, AKAs, if you, you know, I mean, it was AKA Johnny Blaze, AKA Lex Diamonds, and, you know, the Avid, and, you know, so uh, a lot of things came, you know, like you said, we're innovative as a group. Uh, I mean, you have so many brothers involved. Mook um, had a beautiful idea to do this, and um, um, it's a piece of history you get in, all in history. John, how will this be made available to the world? I mean, because there's a limited number of books. I mean, it's very, it's very deliberate and intentional what you all have put together. Well, you know, the first 36 to pay that fee gets the book, you know. But, uh, we, we, we're looking to do something for our fans on a, on a broader scale down the line. You know, some we're working on something. You know, we don't want to leave nobody out, but this this here, these first 36 are exclusive. Nobody's going to get this again. And very, yeah. very special. Yeah, this is exclusive, very special. It's very unique. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's one of the backbones we got right now to, to sustain our history. So we definitely is not going to uh, increase the sale of that, you know, 
you know, all the members gets gets one for themselves as well. So, you know. But that's not counted in the 36 that are going to be made available. No, that's not. That's the pre-run. Never before seen (laughs) images, artifacts. Let me ask you this, John. 30 years ago, you guys, young guys, just trying to make a way in coming out of Staten Island, writing the rhymes. When did y'all know that you had something special? And now, 30 years later, looking back on what you've accomplished thus far, legacy, history, the, the groundbreaking journey that you have taken all of us on. Well, we go all the way back to the 30 years when I realized we had something special. Is uh, It happened at a show. You know, prior, let me, let me tell you a little bit about me first. Prior to this music industry, you know, I was a bus driver in New York City Transit, and uh, I did parties. You know, I did after school parties, I call them after school parties, after work parties, whatever. I did parties. That's how I, I sub, subsidized myself. And um, when I got into this, I had no idea, no clue about this part of the entertainment world. You know, Rizzo knew about this. He'd been there already. So he was schooling me. So when we went and did our first shows, I'm looking, I'm like, hmm, hmm. But when we got into like the third and fourth and fifth shows, and I started I'm looking, I'm looking at the fans and their reactions. I said, wow, you know, because I've been to hip hop shows before. I didn't never get that reaction. And I guess because I'm on the other side of the stage this time too, but that reaction was like, yo, this is going to be big, you know, if, keyword, this is going to be big if we maintain and stick with the plan. And that was the biggest thing we had to do, was stick with the plan. Rizzo came up with the plan, but sticking with the plan was hard, you know, because it took sacrifices. It took individuals, individual artists, it took them to sacrifice different things, you know, because nobody was the top dog at that time. Nobody can get what they want all at one time. So we all had to sacrifice. And every one of us went through that sacrifice and we came out victorious. And that's why we're here today as still as a unit, as a group. I knew it was special, right? Because, um, you know, I, I'm a DJ, right? So, and I I, de- I started off DJing for Jizzle um, when he was on Cold Chilling. So, you know, through the whole, you know, when all that happened, like I said, I had to go back to work. So I was doing carpentry. But I was still DJing, and I remember when Protect Your Neck first got pressed up. Um, I used to DJ in, like, you know, certain spots back around the way. I'm, I'm from Southside, Queens, so I used to DJ at the spot right there on Linden and, uh, not Linden, by Liberty and by the Van Wick. Uh, they changed the name so many times. It was the All-Star back then. And I had just got the Protect Your Neck final. So I remember playing that that night. And the reaction I got, from, from playing that record, because nobody never heard it before, but the crowd loved it. I played that record about three, four more times, and the crowd loved it, and for it to be like, so, you know, all these MCs on it, no hook, back to back to back, and they was loving it. I was like, yo, this, this is bigger than what I was thinking it would be. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just kind of seen it right there, like, yo, this is something different, it's special here, you know? But yeah, yeah. call me, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, absolutely, that's right. It was special. 
So how long before we see you guys uh, standing on that stage at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? There are uh, many of your colleagues who are already in, and I'm looking at that list, and y'all need to be there too. Hey, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get there, you know. I'm sure we're going to get there. One of these days. <laughs> I was waiting for them to pull that flag up. And when that call comes, I want you guys to come back on the show and talk to me about it. What is it that you're hoping uh, your fans, the audiences, those 36 special individuals who get this special legacy 36 collection, the entire history of Wu-Tang Clan, what do you want us to take away from that? I want, I want, I just want them to say, damn, they did it again. You know, they, they truly did it again. Every, every time you, as a, a, a hip hopper, every time you turn your head and come back this way, look at us, we're doing something spectacular for you. You know, something. I'm, I don't care. I mean, if we brush our teeth, it's going to be spectacular if we, if we let you see us brush our teeth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to just go there. It, it, our thoughts, and the reason why is because there's so many of us and we always thinking about what could we do to make ourselves better. You know, it's not one thought, it's not one brain, it's many. You know what I'm saying? So and when, when these thoughts are being passed around and, and, you know, just being in the atmosphere of your brothers and everybody's thinking that that positive, strong energy, it, it, this is what it brings out, stuff like this. That's why we're here today. And been here that for 30 years indeed and math does that mean that whenever one of the guys may be stuck you know with a writer's block or you know we, we all have those moments when it's just not there there's the rest of the family that will lift you up and carry you through absolutely oh yeah definitely definitely um it's been plenty of times we've been in the studio and, and a brother might have a certain line and be like i don't know about this one and then you know or spit it and somebody else like, nah, don't say that. You should come with this or that. So so you always need your brother. You know what I mean? And, and that's one thing that we always had. And I think what you said, like, what do I want for somebody to get out of this? It, I think it's more about what are they going to get out of it? It's like, because they're going to get something. Because it's so, like he said, there's so many of us and it's like a mystique behind a lot of Wu-Tang because we, you know, uh, you know, the way that we move and, and we didn't, wasn't born and didn't come into this uh, social media average. So everybody don't know, you know, it's a lot of people don't know. So when they get this, they're going to learn a lot of information, you know? So I think, I think, um, you know, certain things to be answered for those individuals who do get to 36 that they might've been thinking about or pondering on. What do you make, and this is for both of you, what do you make of this new generation of, of young artists who, discovers your work and is just completely blown away and says, I want to do that. And I want to have that legacy because when you look at the game today, it's hard for guys to, to stay in it and stay healthy, to be quite honest, stay live. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We, we realize that as well, you know, so we, we just want to, to share our, our hearts, you know, our love for this, you know, share, you know, just watch us. If, if, if you, if you, if, if you're a young, inspiring artist coming up and you want something to, to look at or to mimic, we, we want to be that, that roadmap. You know what I'm saying? We, 
we, if we make mistakes along the way and we correct them, we want you to follow our corrected roadmap. You know, we want everyone to be successful. What I want for myself, I want for my brother, you know, and that's the way we all feel. And this hip hop world, all these young rappers and young artists is coming up, we want the best for them as well. So if we can supply this roadmap and all they got to do is follow it. That, that's a, that's, that right there is, is a rewarding for us. It's rewarding for us to know that we, we, we built the roadmap and, and everybody's coming, you know, and being successful. That's, that's a beautiful thing right there. Matt? No, I agree with what he said uh, 100%. It's like, this is the roadmap and it's a lot of obstacles out here. Um, the new generation, it's like, if they're inspired by what we did, that's beautiful because we was inspired by the generation before us. It's like, you know, we grew up on a lot of that 70s, you know, soul music, 60s, the Motown sound, jazz, blues, different, different, different things made us. Um, so I, I think for them just coming across us, maybe all their experience is one type of music. You know, I don't know. I, I know music is more broad now when you go online, you stream it, commercial, things of that nature. But um, I definitely would like to be the inspiration, like you said, the, you know, we made errors along the way, but we corrected them. That's why we still here today, 30 years later. So hopefully they can do the same, you know, um, but, but, you know, the younger generation, they out there doing it. And I wish them the best. I really do. And just to add on, as a family structure, you're going to have problems. You're going to have fights. And just like with your, your, your born siblings, your mother and father, children, you know, you have disagreements with your siblings, but you're still family at the end of the day. So if you beef and argue or verbal fighting is acceptable, but after that fight is over, that verbal fight is over, we go handle our business. We'll move together as one all the time. The Wu-Tang Clan Legacy, one copy, auctioned off at Sotheby's. Yes. In 2022, with all that our culture, the culture, has experienced over the last 400 plus years, that mm -hmm. has to be pretty special for you all. Yes, it is. It's very special. Just, to, just for our product to walk the floors. This is said it better, you know, in this lifetime, we are going to have a product that's going to be walking the floors of Sotheby's. You know, hundreds of years, even thousands of years, monuments, artifacts are there. Now we are going to be there. So thousands of years from now, thousands of years from now, we still be in Sotheby's because I know Sotheby's is going to keep going. You know, so we'll be in Sotheby's and people will be looking at our artifacts and wow. Remember that? 2023, 20, wow. And it might be 25, 24 at this time. You know what I'm saying? So hundreds of years, it's, it's, we, we are going to be known for our contribution into this world. Absolutely. Congratulations, fellas, on such an amazing <laughs> accomplishment. You. Anything else you wanted to add? You make sure that we tell folks before I let you go. Yeah, yeah Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> that's, Every day. that's right and we see you guys everybody's popping in all right guys congrats again appreciate the time and uh i can't wait to i can't wait to read how well this does with these uh i mean you saw one 
one album for two million back in the day. I can't wait to see what you guys do this time. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you for the time and congrats. Thank, thank you. you. That one album will be sold already too for double that price. So salute. Thank you. Everything. Good businessman. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. All right. All right. You Peace. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind. If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, hope you've let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condas Presley on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condas? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time as we explore new perspectives.